Jack fans, what's up? You're listening to a special edition of Rock Chalk It Up. I am currently in my Airbnb in Myrtle Beach. Alex is in California. Work just got off work. I just got off work. It's been hectic. It's been crazy. So we're bringing you a little bit of an unorthodox edition of the show. But we wanted to talk Coastal Carolina. I have people DMing me all day. What's going on? What's your take? So we want to talk Coastal Carolina for you guys. Alex, how you feeling? It's game day where I'm at. I know you're still a couple hours away. But hey, how you feeling, man? We're less than 24 hours away from the Hawks playing, man. Yeah, I'm really interested to see. I mean, last week you play an uh, FCS team, and there's just not a whole lot you can take from that uh, it's first game under new coach. Let's be honest, Coastal Carolina is a good team. I mean, they beat KU the last two times they played them. So, uh, you know, I, I don't ha- I don't have a lot of high expectations for this game as, as far as the final outcome. But I think it's going to be a really interesting barometer for where KU is. Uh, and I'm interested to see what Leipold can get from this team uh, in week two from week one. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, and I, you know, me being the betting guy, I am. it's very interesting. Line opens at 27 and a half, basically right under two touchdowns, which is like normally like a safety line. Like normally it goes from like 27 and a half to like 30 and a half, basically, is where you go in that range. And you saw it move down pretty quickly, even though everybody was hammering Coastal Carolina. The line was still right. dropping. And then it went down to 25, and now it's slightly creeping back up. I don't really know what to make of all that, but what I am the most interested to see is if KU can cover the spread this week. I, I feel mm-hmm. pretty good about it, and I think that's a good barometer because you look at how we looked last week. We didn't look great. Coastal Carolina last week looked great. Mind you, they played the Citadel, a team that is not designed well to play well against Coastal Carolina. Um, you know, I think that the spread is probably a little bit over uh, overreaction for what happened last week. Um, and lack of faith in Kansas more than Coastal being that much better than Kansas. But, you know, I feel pretty good about it. I think about tomorrow night. We're thinking, I know we're going to talk about things we want to see this week, but I think about this game and I see a Kansas team that even the first year we lost to Coastal Carolina, we should have lost to them. I mean, there was just no doubt we shouldn't have lost that game. And then last year as well, we were competing in that game. We blew the game open. I mean, we were moving the ball well, we turned the ball over. We're moving the ball well, we turned the ball (laughs) over. And next thing you know, we're down three scores. We're chasing the guys. We start to come back. The rest give a very bad offsides call and an onside kick, and that's all there is to be said. So, you know, this is a game against the team that's beaten us twice. And you hope the players that have been on this team and experienced these losses are going to have some animosity, have some desire to go out there and beat these guys and prove they can beat them to the fly in here. Uh, prove these guys Absolutely. they can beat them. What, what's your take? Like, What do you need to see from Kansas to see a chance for us to beat Coast Carolina tomorrow night? Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you about the betting aspect. I was really curious kind of how you thought on that. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That's great. Uh, you know, what I want to see, uh, I think, well, first of all, I think your, your point about the point spread, that, that's really good because, uh, you know, I don't have expectations to win this game. Um, 28 points. I, I Like you mentioned the last two games, I just don't think they're that much better than us. I know they went, to, what was it, 11-1 and one last year. I mean, they're a good football team, but – they're just they're a better coach team they were the last couple of years so I, I don't think they're that much better than us I don't think they're four touchdowns better than us you mentioned what went wrong last year in the game we were moving the ball I mean you you could argue for a while there we we're we we're the better team um, and I don't think we are or were but uh, they were in that game so what I want to see this week is you know uh, we didn't get the consistency from the quarterback play we definitely did not get consistency consistency from the offensive line those are two big keys that i'm going to be watching this game uh we need to see better communication from the offensive line in in order for both of those things to happen 
I think the coaching staff needs to step up here this week. Okay, they were very predictable on offense last week. Every first down was run, run, run. A lot of times on second down it was. I get it, okay? The run game is very important to Leipold. It's what this team is going to do to limit possessions for the other team. That's a great strategy. It really is. But in order to control the run game, you don't just have to run the ball on first down every time, okay? You can throw the ball on first down. So they need to be efficient on first down, number one. And number two, they need to be less predictable than they were. Last week was probably one of the more predictable uh, games I've ever seen KU have, regardless of the coach. Um, and, and again, I'm very high on Coach Leipold. I think he's going to get this thing turned around. I think last week was just a, hey, let's, let's get in here, get out of here, let's get this done. It was a close call, probably too close for comfort. Um, so first down consistency and uh, running the ball are going to be important, but they've got to mix it up. Uh, now, with that being said, every game, you always got to talk about third down. That's really important. We were really good on third down and defense um, uh, last week. Uh, so let's see that transition this week. Those are a few things that I'm looking at. Yeah, for sure. I know the big thing you talked on the, on the running game and, and obviously Leifold said he wants to run the ball. Colin Nucky said they want to run the ball. You know, the running back room last year, a lot of surprise. We didn't see much Devin Neal last week. You know, we yeah. saw a lot of Elton Gardner and then Tory Lachlan in his place. Amari Pisek Hickson reported to be back at practice this week by the media. I, I never really put too much stock in that because to my knowledge, he was never not practicing. It was more just he wasn't ready to get hit by someone that wanted to hurt him. Um, but I'm hearing that he wasn't necessarily getting reps with the ones at practice this week, but he did travel. So I don't know what exactly his availability is going to be. But I would say I definitely expect to see more Devin Neal this week. And I'm curious your thoughts on, you know, how Devin Neal, his skill set can help Kansas uh, in this game against Coastal Carolina tomorrow night. A team that at the end of the day, I always break out these games. Coastal Carolina, like you said, is well coached. They're better coached mm -hmm. than us for a long time. But yeah. at the end of the day, a majority of the kids on that team would have taken a scholarship offer to come to Kansas. And Devin sure. Neal never in a million years would end up on that team. So as you see a kid with his skill set say, hey, you know what? He is a better athlete. These guys should not be able to tackle him, you know, in a one-on-one -on -one situation. He should be able to take them on. And the athleticism that not him, only him, the entire team has, should be able to be put on display, you know, if the opportunity is given to him. Well, I hope the opportunity is given to him. We didn't get to see him a lot last week. Now, I don't know if you saw, but uh, the Citadel had a lot of success running the ball against Coastal. Um, so, you know, you got to like that if you're a KU fan. And again, you don't have to run it on first down every time. Okay. There's other ways to do it, but for Devin Neal, you know, you look back last, last year, I think we had three guys uh, average over four yards per carry uh, and all in the running back room that, you know, we've had success running the ball against coastal Carolina. So I think this actually sets up well for Devin Neal or whoever they decide to give the snaps to. Now I hope it's Devin Neal because for the guys that are that we know that are healthy, he's got the most explosion of anyone, I think. Um, and so big plays like that, I mean, for – okay, KU's playing Coastal, all right? They're a good team, well coached. This isn't a TCU defense, you know, who's usually one of the better defenses in the Big 12. The speed and talent isn't there. So Devin Neal – when he if he can get on this field he's gonna he could look like a difference maker I'm not calling him Puka Williams but Puka Williams when he steps on the field he looked like a difference maker now it's it, it sometimes that gets nullified when you play you know teams like Texas and Oklahoma because they got guys like that everywhere 
Coastal Carolina doesn't. They're a good team overall, but their talent level isn't all that different than KU's. It, it might be equal. So I think this sets up well for him. Uh, hopefully he can do the little things like picking up the blocking scheme, you know, getting a few early touches for him that are successful could really propel his confidence and then in turn propel the coach's confidence to give them some, give him some run, because I think they're going to need that. I don't know how many playmakers we have at receiver uh, Bean is certainly a playmaker. So him being on the ground, uh, his skills on the ground, I think could play a big, big uh, impact in this game. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm expecting there. And, and while we're, before we wrap this all up, I do want to talk about coastal Carolina last week when I did watch, I watched them for about a quarter they were one of the mm-hmm. first games yeah. on, and then, you know, I, I had to watch better football. Um, but I did notice <laughs> the Citadel was moving the ball on them every drive. Yeah. And then it almost got to a point that, like, their coaching staff said, okay, we need to change it up. Would, would attempt a passing play and then get sacked or or trying – I know they run a more triple option style offense, but it almost seemed like their coaching staff, like, would get in their own head and feel the need to try something else. And it, at least what I saw last week is this staff is willing to do the same thing over and over again. So I, I sure. hope to see maybe that translate over, you know, and see the staff be able to have success running the ball and continue to do that. Because that's another reason too. back to that 27 point spread is that it's like, I find it hard to believe that Kansas is going to let there be enough time for, for Coastal to put up 40. Like I, I don't see Coastal putting up 40. I see Kansas at least scoring 14, you know, if, if things go to hell. So I, I feel pretty good about it. I'm curious, you know, before we end this, I know we want to make this short. What do you have? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Any other points you have, you know, things for Kansas fans to look out for tomorrow, uh, for tomorrow night as well? Yeah. So uh, a couple of things, one on offense and one on defense, the defense is kind of the whole package on offense. You know, we talked about the running game. Okay. And the running backs and, and, and that kind of a thing and controlling the controlling the clock. But I think being this is a perfect opportunity for him and the offense to run a lot of RPOs. So I think the running game is going to be there. Now, with that being said, there's nothing wrong with running, calling a lot of RPOs. And we saw Jason Bean last week have success. Now, some of them, the play ultimately didn't work out, but he made the right reads. And that's important in college football. I mean, you look at coastal Carolina's offense, they run a different form of a triple option. It's it's a shotgun uh, spread triple option where they basically can do just about anything from that. It just looks different in the shotgun. It's not your traditional uh, Georgia Tech Paul Johnson uh, triple option. So uh, offensively, I want to see what Jason Bean can do. I, I think he's going to have a very successful game this week. I really do. I think what they're going to do is they're going to create a lot of RPO situations, a lot of running situations where KU is going to have success running the ball. Coastal is going to cheat up and and he's going to have some shots down the field, some one-on-one matchups. I think we have some lengthy receivers that can take advantage of that. Now, does Bean, is is he going through his progressions this week? Last week, he was uh, very, very set on a receiver to not going through his progressions, only looking after the field. So we'll see if he makes that progression. And then on defense, you know, the one thing I'm looking forward, and this is what I would do, look at the last KU Coastal Carolina games, both of them. I'm, I'm keen on stopping the run, okay? I'm I'm putting everybody up in the box and I'm making them throw the ball. They, they had some success throwing the ball on us for big plays, but that's how I'm going to force them to beat us is through plays. And the, and the, the reason I say that is I think that's the strength of our secondary or strength of our defense, which is our secondary. I think having the defensive line and the linebacker core focusing on the run, they're not quite as athletic, especially at the linebacker position, having those guys key at the run, just, 
let our let our defensive backs be one-on-one for the most part every now and then you disguise your coverages and you drop into different ones so you don't be too predictable but that's what I'm looking for I, I'm hoping the Kansas coaching staff goes that route you have nothing to lose uh, put this game in the secondary's hands okay don't put them in our linebackers hands key on the run you're taking it out of the linebackers hands and you're putting in the secondaries when they decide to go decide to go play action so I think that's going to be really interesting uh, a few things that I think hey you could take advantage of in this game and it kind of plays well into what Leipold likes to do kind of like what we were talking about earlier yeah for sure man I'm right there with you and I agree putting the putting the game in the secondary's hands is the play here and, and I I am a big believer Grayson McCall was very good last year however at the same time you know we have the guys in the secondary that he has not played against we blitz the quarterback yeah. and we say beat us you know if they can beat us throwing the ball which is not the way they want to play football, we'll take it. You know, it is what it is Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So nonetheless, though, this is an unedited version of Rock Chalk It Up. So anyone who's going to complain about this or the other, you're going to have to get over it. (laughs) We're makeshifting. I'm in an Airbnb. I got the ocean over here, man. All is well. Nonetheless, I'm excited. Alex, I know you're excited. And say, hey, any other final last words uh, for the audience? Yeah, yeah, just just kind of a last general talk. you know, thoughts on the game, you know, the, the outcome of this game, it's, I don't think, once again, I don't think it's all that important. It's what are we seeing week to week? Are we seeing progression? And part of that would be beating the spread. I'm not, you know, I know you love hearing that and, uh, uh, you know, making this into a gambling part, but it's just, it's, it's being competitive. It's making changes from week one to week two. What does the offensive look like? KU fans, those are the things you guys need to be looking, looking for. I know we want to live and die with every play and that's great, but once the game's over and you have time to sit back and relax, just think about what you saw, what got better. And, uh, and, and if, if, if you see quite a few things, you know that we have the right coach here. He's making the right moves uh, throughout the week and, and progression, but Hey, uh, big, big barometer game for KU. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, just, just seeing where this coaching staff's at. It's a good football team. What can they do on the road? Should be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. So my man, I'm gonna be there. If anyone else is going to be there, I'm excited. I am very excited to see if this staff and this team are going to make the improvements and rock chalk guys. 